Hello, everybody. Dr. Amy Spolster here, and I'm here with my um, buddy and good friend, um, Dr. Rickson Zolinger. He's got like maybe one of the coolest names. That's a cool name. You're a cool guy. I got my yeah. webcam, so actually, I don't want people to see me. But uh -huh. <laughs> I've convinced him to come on here. He's actually made some guest appearances or a guest appearance at our. I think it was our level two um, last year in October. October, a level oh, yeah. focus two, and I'm going to twist his arm to make another appearance in October <laughs> at our next level two. Under under Corona under Corona guidelines. You're right, right, right. Well, hopefully by then, I don't know. Who knows, right? <laughs> um, but I think he'll be a rebel and he'll come anyway. So, um, so I just wanted to take a minute. I know our audience is really, you know, lots of chiropractors. We've got some educators in here, psychologists. We've got all kinds of people. And one of the things that I talk about and I teach is um, just how important it is to understand, one, our place um, in working with kids and adults with behavioral learning socialization challenges as chiropractors, but also that we're not the only ones, you know? And we need to, one, understand who else is out there, what other providers are out there and what they do. And then we need to um, be able to have some common ground language and communication so that we can know how to work together. So it's not just like us or you or you or us, but we can work, you yeah. know, for the better, you know, patients. And so I wanted to just, um, why don't we just start with like, if you maybe Dr. Rickson could just um, kind of explain, I know you, I always say like neurooptometrists are kind of funny they have a few different names, just like us chiropractors. What's that? We don't even know who we are, right? I mean. <laughs> right, right. Same with chiropractors, right? So, um, so yeah. So Dr. Rickson is a neurooptometrist, and if you could just kind of, or I know you have a few different names: developmental, behavioral optometrist, all those things. But maybe just say like, what was your schooling like? Um, how long did you go to school? And, and um, what is the difference between kind of like traditional optometry and, and what you do? I think that's important for people to know. Yeah, so a great question. And, and I, I, I preface the fact that we don't know who we are. Um, because yeah, we have we have lots of different names. Um, but I think it all can be boiled down to uh, so much of what Dr. Amy, you work on as far as the person and the behavior it's, it's not just the behavior or the development or the the function of the vision um, it's it's all one so when we talk about optometry when I talk about vision it's so much to do with that vision has an effect on who we are yeah. how we act what decisions we make our mood and behavior um, especially if we're struggling in visual aspects unrelated to being able to see clearly or not glasses contacts and all that stuff so as far as uh optometry versus you said developmental kind of traditional optometry versus um what you do mm -hmm. what i do <laughs> um, mm -hmm. that's really what it boils down to is um optometry traditional optometry has has a high focus on making you see clearly what is getting you down to 2020 uh what whether it's with glasses or contacts or lasik eye surgery um and there's also a high focus on a lot of medical which there there should be a huge need in that uh when i say medical i, I mean diabetic condition diabetic retinopathy bleeding in the back of the eye glaucoma 
uh, cataracts, dry eye. Uh, there's a lot of genetic things that can happen visually. Um, swelling in the back of the eye. There's, there's a lot of surgeries. Um, and that's where ophthalmology really comes into play. The difference between optometry and ophthalmology is ophthalmologists do a lot of the diseases, a lot of the eye turn surgeries, a lot of the cataract surgeries. Um, and so traditional optometry, you're working oftentimes hand in hand with the optometrist taking care of patients because we don't do a lot of those surgeries. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of our traditional optometry focus is, okay, when you come in, can you see clearly? And do you have any medical conditions that I need to take care of? Right. If, if you're healthy and healthy, hey, great, we'll see you back in a year or two. Come back when you have issues, right? That's in the traditional optometry, what most people think of when they think of a optometrist. Yes. And, and, yeah. I would, and that's why we, that one, one to two year annual exam, oftentimes they take 15, 20 minutes, right? Because you're, you're, you're checking the glasses, prescription, contacts, and then eye health. But there's so much more to vision, right? And so yeah. I don't know if you want me to go into this now, but when I talk to my patients, there are 17 areas of good vision. Having healthy eyes and seeing clearly are two of the 17, 15 other areas of vision that affect how we function at school, how we uh, engage with other people, uh, sports, driving, walking, safety. I mean, there's so much involved. And so um, as, a as a developmental, functional behavior, neuro-optometrist, how's that? <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> eye tracking, eye, eye keening, depth perception, peripheral yeah. awareness, how our brain, we have the input going into our brain, but can our brain process what it is that we're seeing um, accurately? And so you talk about the input so that the brain can command good output. Well, that's right. Um, so much of what we do, the, the, the eyes have to be tracking, teaming, and focusing, and functioning well so that the brain can make good visual decisions and guide motor movements, fine growth, all that stuff. Prediction, so, efferent, yeah. yeah. So, efferent, yeah. efferent. So, in the, when a kid is struggling in school and maybe they can see 2020, they pass all the vision screeners. They go to the eye exam because they're getting headaches, but the doctor says, okay, yeah, you don't have much prescription and your eyes are healthy. Mm -hmm. It must be something else. Go see your PCP, go see your physician when they haven't looked at the amount of effort required to be able to track and team and to study and to read. Right. Um, so then they start getting, they can get behavior issues, acting out, uh, attention, uh, depression, anxiety, all that stuff that can, can play a role because they cannot function well in whatever visual work they're doing. That, okay. Exactly. Beautiful. And that's, um, that's the thing. So essentially what we're saying is there's a reason for the behavior and we, it's our responsibility as, pra as practitioners in both realms and all realms, I think, to look for the why. Um, and then understand, is that why something, you know, why, what is that behavior or challenge or symptom or deflection or tick or whatever it is, what is that telling us about the system? And how, how do I determine if 
what I do needs to be a piece of that puzzle to help have a better expression of life so this individual can engage with, connect with, and learn from their world in a more efficient way? Or do I need to, I need like a roadmap to know like, do I need to be on the, on the team here? Do I need to get somebody like Dr. Rickson on the team here? Do I need another practitioner? As opposed to um, one, me trying to be Dr. Rickson or me trying to be other providers. I need to know, and as chiropractors here, we need to know more about brain development and about like this whole processing and where visual cognition and visual function and how to do some basic um, looking at that, right, so that we can know and basic looking at fine motor and eye movements and deflective behaviors and all that to not so we treat it, but so that we understand it and we understand our piece in that. And then we start tilling the soil and then we start developing relationships with people like you so we can work together as opposed to just sending people down the line and or losing confidence in what we do and why it's important to the, to the work and, and both and both sides. Yep. And so one thing that I've loved about our relationship um, is you, you take care of the harder stuff. <laughs> you, um, you, you have so much uh, impact early on in the development, um, motor and, and language and speech. And, and, and as, we, as you and I have talked a lot about the vision being the last to develop, um, there's been multiple patients where you have seen them, you've treated them, they've gotten some improvement, and then you'll send them my way. I'll treat them, I'll get some improvement, and I'm saying, oh, I think we still need to address this, and they they've gone back, and and yep. how awesome it is. Mm-hmm. I think from from provider standpoint, I have I have Dr. Amy as a buddy. It's I mean, I have, I have Dr. Amy as a buddy, and from a patient standpoint. It's good too because I I know that the patients know okay I've got a team looking out for me I've got a team looking out for my child yes and they're working together and well two doctors how awesome is that yeah. right and two different completely different mm-hmm. worlds where they didn't even think that that we would be able to have I think this is one of the challenges sometimes that we all face whether it's working with a chiropractor and a PT or a PCP or an optometrist or whatever is we don't oftentimes we don't have even if we have the desire, we don't necessarily have the language to create a system of communication that we know how to work together in this really effective and cohesive way. And so that's where I think those understanding, like I even like that you did kind of that hierarchy with your hand, because it's like that, that, that knowledge of understanding more simply how the brain develops and how an individual develops and when we see what skills we see appear um, and, and that kind of guiding our conversations of knowing, like even, you know, a lot of the people that have, that we've sent back and forth and worked, you know, co-cared together were um, adults with traumatic brain injuries, you know, or chronic stress response. Those are the ones I'm like, look, great. We're going to do this with you, but I need you to see Dr. Rickson. Oh, I already have an optometrist. I get that. But we need you to see Dr. Rickson because he's going to be looking more at what the eyes are telling us about the brain. I'm looking at that too, but I want to get his specialized experience um, eyes on your eyes so that we know that we are, you know, working on this plan and know when, when this person needs what. And that's, that's been really important for me and helpful for me in this, in this relationship. So we can, 
you know, no egos. We just come together and we talk about this, this kind of roadmap we have, and we just, we just figure out who needs what. And it's, uh, and the patients, you're right. Like they love it because they feel cared for because I'm like, look, we're going to send you there and I'm going to call him and I'm going to talk to him and we can have really effective conversations, you and I, because we have the same lens, so to speak, right? Even if we have different uh, ways that we look at things or, or different specialties within that, we have the same lens. And so we can have a conversation, which I think is. Well, from a practice, practice standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's beneficial. You're seeing more patients that you otherwise wouldn't. Um, right. Provider standpoint, you're being exposed to conditions and um, situations that you otherwise wouldn't. So you get to grow and learn. And that's part of the, our, our love for for care, um, mm -hmm. just being able to work with, just being able to work with, with you and, and the patient comes in and, and yeah, we have, we have had those conversations. We've had, we've been able to, sometimes it's just a quick phone call or a quick chat. Hey, I'm seeing this patient today. Just yep. wanted to make sure that this is what I'm evaluating. And so they can walk in and say, Hey, Hey, Johnny, um, Dr. Amy wants me to specifically look at this. I'm like, Oh yeah, great. And, and that continuity of care is as if, the, the, the idea and the hope is that it can be one continual uh, practice, if you will, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah it's, definitely. Even though it's two different fields, two different providers, um, it does require a little bit of time and, yep. and scheduling, but it's, it's well worth it. The, the benefit that you get from being able to converse with other providers. Right. Uh, I really enjoyed. Um, you start realizing there's other people out there in the community that that do think like you and how, how good that is. And, mm -hmm. um, and especially when you start seeing success. Yeah. How, how not only good is that how awesome that is not only for, for the patient, but for us as, as practitioners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just so fun. We could probably do this for a very long time. I said, Oh, we'll just jump on for 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been, but, um, I would love to, um, maybe have a few more points of conversation and then maybe we can convince you. I can continue to twist your arm to come back and do some more of these periodically. Um, I know you're busy and back in practice and navigating all the same challenges that we are all navigating. So, um, and um, I'm going, yeah, get that map done, right? I know. And uh, also I'm, you know, going to, Twist your arm to make a guest appearance again in October 2nd and 3rd level two, um, which, which is here, you know, so um, one thing uh, that I, you know, that I think is important is just kind of how we met, um, because I think that that's one of the things that a lot of practitioners, and I understand this, struggle with is, well, how do I even get this going? And I think that learning the developmental hierarchies of the brain is, is the first step of that and being able to communicate that because then it gives us this common ground of knowing, you know, how to either continue to engage or not with a, with a provider. So if you could share maybe like how, what your experience was um, and how we even just like met and your experience at the lecture and whatnot, I think that could be really helpful just to kind of open some eyes to possibility for some providers. Great, thank you. Um, so I, for, for all of your um, audience uh, members, I just, I really want them to know how much I appreciate you, Dr. Amy, and what you're teaching and what you're sharing. Um, 
it's 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 powerful it's impactful uh you know it is and your 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 members you know, are your um attendees i, I don't know what the, i don't know the, how you you may just hold on to this and show it how whenever and however you want to um, it's just it's it's very it's very impactful so um oh man i don't even remember uh probably within the first lecture i moved up here to spokane um and my wife saw a message on facebook uh, mm. um so she like saw it on facebook and she kind of told me about that so hey dr amy this this clinic does sounds like some of the similar stuff that you do so i went ah yeah don't don't i don't want to hear about it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think this, she just kept seeing some, some posts and, and I don't know if it was a story. I don't remember the details about it, but it was through social media that my mm -hmm. wife, um, knew of you and mm -hmm. that you were offering this seminar free seminar. Mm -hmm. And it was up, it was so similar to what I do and how I think I'm like, I, I want to go, I want to go find out what's going on. So it took a little bit of um, effort from, I guess, following yeah. my pride a little bit. Um, yep. And I, I don't know, I think I called you to say, hey, I'm coming to the seminar. Is that I, okay? I saw you. Um, I saw Dr. Rickson. and I was like, oh, I wonder what kind of doctor this is. And so I, I think I looked you up or I called you or something. We started communicating and I yeah. found out you were, you know, a neurooptometrist, which is, of course, how I was raised. My dad is a neuropathologist. So I was like, I want to, I want to know this person. Are they going to be in my camp or are they not going to be in my camp? You know? <laughs> well, we, we had some sort of communication. I said, Hey, I want to come. Is that okay? And you're like, yeah, come on, come on. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going. And it was just, I think it was a one and a half, two hour lecture. Mm -hmm. um, opened my eyes to a lot of really neat information that I still use and I still think about and I still communicate with my patients. Um, because as an optometrist, I was so focused on the vision and, right. but being a developmental functional behavioral optometrist, it's not just the vision. It, it, there was more out there and I had a hard time pinning that down. Right. And so to hear you talk about the, the level of development and, and the path of development and just the simplicity, obviously it's, obviously it's very complex, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was just really helpful to me, and I and I left that I left that seminar, and I, I had a conversation with Dr. Hannah's parents mm -hmm. outside your office for man an hour forty five I don't remember it was just I I remember walking out of that that seminar just being like this was an aha moment for me in my practice and in the way I think and it has been and and that stayed true and and that sparked our relationship and our development and communicating through webcam and phone calls and patients. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Is that too much? Yeah. No, that's great. Um, because I think that sometimes, you know, when we look at these and all I did was I taught the first hierarchy of brain development and I taught how chiropractic and subluxation impacts that. So we have altered afferent input to the brain, how that can change the trajectory of brain development, which ultimately ends in visual cognitive function, vision, visual cognitive function and what that is. And it's my lay lecture. It is literally my lay lecture, but we have, 
you know, providers come and whatnot, and it opens this conversation. It's really, it is the taking the complexity and boiling it down to this simple understanding, which is really powerful because then we can, we always have those, what I call pegs, and then we, they can get as deep or complex as we need to within each section, but it gives us this language, this foundation, this way to work and, and assess and take a case history and do physical exams and work, know when to work with other providers and whatnot. And so it gives us just this roadmap. And that's really literally what, um, that's what I taught in that lay lecture. And, and I always do, and I have been once a month for eight years. And so, um, that has opened up this relationship. I think, I think that was awesome because, and I think it's powerful for people to hear because they think, um, that giving that lecture, knowing these developmental hierarchies and, and communicating in that way, like, will it be enough? And it is, it's, in fact, if we do more than that, it's too much. Well, to remind you and, and I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking you, you, you express like, I hope you're going to find this beneficial, right? Right. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't, we weren't cognizant of where we were at and, and, and how we thought until right. you speak, until you heard me speak. Right. And it was like, right. boom, this is a good, good combination. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be in depth. It doesn't have to be like you're, you're reaching for your outer limits of knowledge. It's just truly at the core, what it is that you do, yeah. what it is that I do. And there was a good, good symbiotic relationship and, and there will be practitioners. And I'm sure you've experienced this. There'll be practitioners that that doesn't match. That doesn't right. match and that doesn't mesh together. And, mm -hmm. um, and, so, and that's fine. And that's that. fine. And that's fine. Um, <laughs> there's different ways of taking care of people. Right. Uh, what I do is right though. What you do is. <laughs> Absolutely. There's different ways. It's just our way is the right way. And that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. when, when you can look at a patient and know how they think and how, why they act a certain way. And, and it's not just a patient if they're, they become more real and, 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 and what you can do is impact them in bigger ways. And that's obviously awesome. Yeah. Yep. We are here to help as many families, kids, adults have a better expression of life, engage with, connect with and learn from their world. And I am very thankful for you, Dr. Rickson, um, on all the fronts, um, you know, we've become friends, we, you know, and we support each other and just the craziness of, of the world right now and how to, you know, we're a community and how to help each other and whatnot. And I appreciate that. And that all stemmed from, of course, us um, learning that we're in each other's camps um, to support each other in this, in this um, work that we do and that we share the same, you know, philosophy, even though we have different specialties. So I think that's really important. I think moving forward, everything we're going through right now, I think relationships like this are going to be even more important um and i of course always have a lot of ideas and i'm always dragging dr rickson in on all of them as much as i can and i have a lot of ideas on some things that we are going to certainly publish together some research and present together and things like that but to start um those of you jumping in at the virtual level one um which we have a few more spots left and we start april 25th um 
we have that. And then of course you will see myself, our whole focus team, parent panel, and I'm sure I'm going to convince Dr. Rickson to make a guest appearance again in October. So um, thank you. Dr. Rickson is not on Facebook, so you cannot ask him questions, but you can ask me and I can filter them back to you or I can answer the best I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, what it is. that's okay. You just, you just keep yourself off Facebook. That's fine. Um, I'll drag you in one day. They can have my, they can have my email. Okay, great. Okay, great. I'll share that if you're okay with that. Um, and um, yeah, just thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the work that you do in our community. And I'll go ahead and end this recording. Um, and we'll, I'm sure, see you again, Dr. Rickson. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Amy. Have a, take care. Thank you.